0: ESPN 97.7 and 100.1. Watch live on QSportsTalk.com. All across CNY, it's the 315. Here's Brian Higgins. Here I am. Here we are. Rolling along uh, on this Wednesday. We're um, we're reaching out to uh, Red as we speak, hoping to get him on uh, momentarily. Efforting efforting red they're leaving they are leaving today to go down uh, to uh, greensboro lovely greensboro for the nooner uh, on uh, wednesday so we'll see how it goes all right we got uh, red on the phone here it looks like so let's bring in uh, red autry for our monday call as always brought to you by apex and the 110 grill and red uh, thanks for hopping on here i know you guys are about to shove off for greensboro uh before too long uh, I was talking about here at this this last weekend. Uh, how much did you get to you know absorb and enjoy all the fun with the 0-3 team and hack at Jerry's jersey and all, all that stuff that went on this weekend?
1: You know, it was it was an amazing weekend. Um, to be able to catch up uh, with that 0-3 team and hear them talk and hear them share stories and watch how they interacted, and we we were very lucky that our team, um, our players had a chance to spend some time with them and hear their stories and. Kind of relate and make that connection, so it was just an unbelievable uh weekend for for me I'm um, obviously Jerry getting his number retired. I thought you know that really brought a sense of pride to not only uh you know for him but you know for our players so it was just a marvelous weekend um I can't say it enough. there's so many adjectives that I could describe about the weekend, but it was so impactful. I thought our team really. Got got a boost from it when it got to the game. I thought they, re- I thought it really sunk in. I mean, it was just, it was just awesome to see those guys back and spend time with them and listen to them share stories.
0: I think, Red, you're a great person to ask this question because you know, obviously, you were a great player here. Now you've been a coach here for a long time, uh, but you were not here in, in 03. You were not part of that staff. You were not part uh, of that team. How, how did that title hit guys like you that you know were a big part of the the history of Syracuse basketball, but you know, not specifically involved in the winning of that championship?
1: You know, it, it hit me as if I was on a team. Uh, obviously, you go to Syracuse, this is a special place, and, you know, it's a, it's a community. Um, it's, a, it's a place, you know, once you come in, you play for coach, you know, you feel a part of it, and you are a part of it. You know, it's the Orange family. So I, re- I distinctly remember um, when we won a championship, I was actually still playing. I was playing in France, and uh, I, ha- I got a phone call about, Three or four o'clock in the morning, and it was John Wallace screaming in the phone, talking about, we did it, we did it, we did it. I, I tried to stay up, watch a little bit, and then I fell asleep, and I remember him calling me saying, we did it, we did it, and, you know, we won it. And I was just excited, and I got a chance to talk to Coach, and I think he said something like, Damn, you know, I, I guess I'm a good coach now, something, you know, some one of those little things like that but um I, I shared in it as if i was on if i was
0: on a team. Yeah, that, that's cool cuz you always wonder like uh, how much people get to you know enjoy that when it, it happened to their school but not you know specifically to them. And, and you mentioned uh, how it hit uh this years guys. Like this year's team i mean this is going to make us all sound old red. Uh they they if they were born it was barely back when when that <laughs> happened. Like i think Gerard said he was one and a half and he's like one of the old guys uh around now. So that that tells you how what 20 years can mean to a to a oh, college yeah. kid. You know, I feel like the good vibes kind of hit on on Saturday. Do you think that was something, you know, the last two weeks have been tough? You know, four losses, didn't feel good. Nobody's having a lot of fun. Do you think that just was something that could help turn the just everyone's headspace around here going into the home stretch?
1: I think so. I mean, obviously we played, you know, we played good. You know, I think our defense was really good. Um, offensively, we could have played a little bit better, but our defense was really good and we played, we were active and moving around. And again, I think, Even at the end of this year, typically at the end of the season, um, teams get better. And we've always traditionally played better at the end of the year. And, uh, you know, you start to pull together and rally around because, you know, uh, the next game could be your last one. Typically, uh, that's when, you know, Syracuse really thrives. But I think them having a chance to to watch the game um, because they they took part in the watch party and to see – Coach Mack, shoot some threes, and the C mellow. They've heard about all those guys, but I think that Friday probably was the first time they actually seen like those guys play a basketball game instead of just clips. Hakeem Warwick, all those guys. So I thought it, I thought it really helped. Yeah, it, and I thought it really helped how they talked about them being a team and playing collectively and pulling for each other. I thought that was probably the most important part of, the, uh, of that uh, weekend.
0: Yeah, because yeah, I mean, you look back at that that run, Red. It wasn't just like I mean, Mello was uh, phenomenal, but it's not like he carried the team in all six games by himself. I mean, he had a brilliant final four, but you know, everybody like Billy Idol and Josh Pace kind of won the uh, Sweet Sixteen game. Like a lot of guys had their had their moments, had their moments to uh, to get him there, and that 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 sets you up here for the tournament. And Jesse Edwards is heading into this tournament off of probably what was the best game of his career. He goes 27-20. and 20. It's uh, the 12th 2020 game in school history, the first in regulation uh, since Derek Coleman was here. It's been a minute. Uh, what, what what did Jesse do so well? Because that was unbelievable to see, and it, what might have been his final game in the Dome.
1: I, I just thought he uh, he came out um, right from the beginning. You know, you remember the first play, kind of caught the foul line and swept. And just kind of put his, you know, sweat, put, his, put the ball down and put his shoulder through the guy's chest and powered up. And he, I just thought he was active and aggressive right from the beginning. I just thought like he just, he had a focus to him that, you know, you could just tell he was, he was ready to go from the beginning.
0: Then we saw your forwards. Another change to the starting lineup. But Chris Bell was back in after not playing uh, the last couple of games. Coach Bayham has talked a lot about you know the, the guys that are starting. They they've shown it in practice uh, to get back in there. What, what did Chris show you guys in, in practice leading up to that game that, that got him that spot back?
1: You know, I thought he did a job of not just you know kind of just learning. Trying to get better. I thought uh, defensively, he had some good movement in practice. Uh, Obviously, rebounding has been talked about a lot. I thought he just really kind of went after the ball on that end. And then offensively, you know, he he took his sides, he got to the basket. He just played well. He just kept, you know, playing well um, and still fighting and battling. And that's all we want to see in our guys is just to kind of, you know, keep battling and and never giving in. And I thought he did a good job of that, even though he didn't play. And, you know, I think that says a lot about him wanting to get better and wanting to, you know, help the team.
0: Yeah, and kind of the same deal during the game, Red. Like, he didn't have his best shooting game, but he was out there doing some uh, other stuff. And uh, the guy that backed him up and has been heavily more in the mix of late for you is Kadir Copeland. And, you know, Jim said something about him. Like, he's also been great in practice and hasn't necessarily translated to games. This is kind of about Kadir, but kind of about young guys in general, Red. Do, Do you see that more with young guys that practice is harder to take uh, to a game than maybe with with veterans or 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 is that just you know some some guys can do what they didn't practice and, and some guys aren't quite as prepared to you
1: know i think I think it's a little bit of i think it's a little bit of both um you know obviously when you practicing against you know your team that's a little different than when you practice against opponents because they do things differently you know you get a different feel for the game but the one thing about Friday is he's 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 flown around you know pretty much the whole year um, he got a learning curve to make, but I think he's really started to show progress uh, in the things that we, we were asking him to do. Uh, and He just has the energy about him. He, uh, he, he mixes it up. He's versatile. Uh, and He just brings something different to us. And I know we said that early on in the year, but uh, he's kind of gotten back to that, you know, just that, that ball of energy, getting in there and mixing it up. You know, uh, he's like a Swiss Army knife. He can do a lot of things. He actually is uh, very similar to uh, Josh Pace in that regard.
0: Uh, except right-handed, though. He hasn't picked up Josh. He's right-handed, yeah, yes. <laughs> Hasn't picked up the, the left-handedness of uh, right. Josh wearing the number 5 back in the day. All right, Adrian Autry, joining us from Apex and 110 Grill in Destiny, USA. So, Red, you guys head down to Greensboro uh, today, a little practice uh, tomorrow, then you play at noon on uh, Wednesday against, of all teams, the same team you just played in, in Wake. What, what are the advantages and disadvantages to literally turning around and playing the same team again who you just beat?
1: You know... You know, I don't know if it's. I mean, obviously, you know, you got some familiarity with them just because of the way they attacked. But I think, you know, this will be a game of adjustments. So now, obviously, you prepare for what you think they're going to do. You also try to prepare for adjustments. You know, you know that they'll make adjustments, and then we have to make an adjustment. So um, I just think, you know, this turnaround is good. Um, We'll be ready to go. I think, you know, you don't get out of rhythm, so we don't have to wait that long. So, uh, you know, I don't, you know, I think it's. You know, it's 50-50. You can have an advantage, but it's also you know that there will, there will be some, some changes made.
0: Does this tournament feel completely wide open, Red? Like, I'm looking at it. Some years you come in and you say, like, oh, man, Duke or Carolina <coughs> or Virginia recently. Like, like, they are clearly the best team, and we'll see how anybody... Uh, does against them like this year? You're looking at it like Clemson's a three seed; they're on the bubble. Carolina's the seven; they were in the national title game this year. Duke's maybe playing better than anyone. Miami's the one you guys can make a run. Like, how do you assess this tournament? It feels like I got no clue what's going to happen this week.
1: Yeah, I mean, at this, I mean, at this is what makes you know college basketball exciting, especially in March, because you know you're operating on a different, a different uh, setting, you know. Uh, tournament settings, when to go home. I mean, when to win. Yeah, I mean, lose to go home. So, you know, a little little bit different. The dynamics are a little bit different. But, you know, I really look at us, and I just kind of pull from all the teams that are ahead of us or that we played. And, you know, as for me, you pull from those experiences. How did that game go? So, you know, when I do that, yeah, I feel like it is open. I feel like we do have a chance. I mean, obviously, we had, you know, a little rough patch the last, you know, three or four games. With Duke and Pittsburgh on the road, Clemson on the road. But when you take how we competed against Pittsburgh at home, obviously we got down, we came back, to battle. So you kind of got to feel good about that. We battled them probably a lot into the second half of the of the of the home game. At the, I mean, at the road game at Pittsburgh. And Then you take Miami, where you know we were down on their place, and you know you were up and you know up and up late. So you pull from those experiences, and you, you know when I look at those, I, I I like the fact that we've competed pretty much all year long.
0: All right, Red, uh, appreciate these visits as always. Uh, safe travels down to Greensboro, and uh, hopefully we, we get an exciting week to talk about because uh, you guys go on a little run. Uh, good, good luck down here in, in the tournament. All right, that Thanks is a Red Thanks. Autry. They're, they're heading down to Greensboro. Uh, not quite now, but very soon. They'll be on the road uh, soon, heading down that way. A you little know, practice day uh, tomorrow morning. Uh, games start at 2 o'clock uh, tomorrow afternoon. Whew, the Tuesday games. Thank goodness Syracuse isn't playing in the Tuesday games. That's not happy fun times. 8-9 game we will make do. Houston Wake on Wednesday. With that, we'll take a break. Come back, get back on uh, track, back on time. Luke Hancock joins us top of the hour at 3 o'clock. He can preview the whole darn tournament. He'll be down there for ACC Network. We'll talk about that when we come back here today. It's QSportsTalk.com and ESPN Radio.